Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, teens. Angry teens. Teen wolves. wolves. Teen wolves. They should have called it that. Yeah. Shit. Teenaged Uh, wolves. Yeah. Uh, Hey, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Ginger Snaps. Ginger Snaps. Get it? Ginger. Ginger Snaps. Her name is Ginger. She snaps. Ginger Snaps. Yeah. And plus she probably eats cookies. That's true. Cookies are delicious. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cookies are great. (laughs) We endorse (laughs) cookies. Let's get out of here. Big dog, maybe? Whoa. Whoa? That's it? Whoa? Think you see werewolves a lot? Did I change last night? Howl at the moon? How do you feel? Wicked. So. Yeah. Vincent, our Patreon producer. Vincent, big thank you. Getting that out of the way. Thank this you. Is, uh, this was through our Patreon Vincent gave us a list of movies to choose some from. Uh, we're we're nearing actually the end of that list. Okay. Um, Ginger Snaps was on that list. Uh, this is a movie from <laughs> 2000. Uh, this is a movie that before we started recording, both of us said we had never seen before. Yeah, this one passed me by. I had always heard about it. Um, me too. But I just never sat down and watched it. I guess I would always just kind of forget it was it was just sitting there waiting for me to slap my yeah. slap my peeps on it. And I think this is regarded as a good film. I think so. That's that's what I had been told. Right. So, uh, how did you like Ginger Snaps? I actually liked it a lot. I didn't at Me first. Too. Like it, but then sort of the the stuff I didn't like about it in the beginning made sense as the movie went on. Yes, it was made with a lot of intent. I yeah. think this is a very well written uh, and well directed movie, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, it uh, it's one of those rules. ideas. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those ideas that I'm like, why did it take till 2000 to make this? Because yes, Teen Wolf exists, but this is a movie about two young, uh, uh, two young teenage ladies, and um, one of them gets bitten by a werewolf. To which every month she uh it's an affliction that uh, you know every month your body changes mm-hmm. you have hair when you didn't before and there's a lot of blood hint hint and it's just like right yeah that is that is a very apt analogy that it's weird that they took so long to do yeah um i would say this is in the vein of jennifer's body even a little heather's um, um and a little um american werewolf in london yeah because the movie's uh, the movie's about the two sit their two sisters. One of them gets bit by a wolfman, um, and the movie is about she is slowly changing 
and her sister is trying to figure out a way to stop it. So it's a lot, a lot of it reminded me of not, not specifically, but like just the general idea and kind of like the way the story was playing out reminded me a little bit of American Werewolf in London. Yes. And they, they do a lot of really smart things with that. Uh, first of all, the idea of one person having to like constantly deal with someone else changing um, and that, that the horror of the situation, because mm-hmm. what they do is, She's not like turning into a werewolf every night or every full moon. They don't do that. She's changing like psychologically first. Uh, and that was a very good instinct, I think. It also helped, I'm sure, keep their budget. With the budget, though. yeah. Because yeah. you can tell this movie didn't have a lot of money. To no, spend. you can tell that. But it uses it. Uh, it, it. It does a very good job. Right, yeah. It doesn't um, look cheap. It's just, it, it's, it almost makes it more endearing in, in that way, where it's like, oh, they really do have to do some tricks to pull some stuff off. Yes. And, it, and it generally looks pretty good. Right, and the tricks are good. Like, when she gets attacked by the werewolf originally, it's in the dark and you don't really see it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, even if they had all the budget, that's a good idea, I thought. Um, things yeah, like that sure. where you don't... Yeah, you don't really see a werewolf until the ending. Um, and yeah, it's it's uh, it's not the best werewolf, but it's they're no. doing... Yeah. <laughs> it, it looks like... Um, oh, man. It, it looks like a puppet. But they, yeah. they shoot it in a way that still makes it kind of like, ah, when you see it. Right. And of course, spoilers, uh, people should check this movie out. I will say dogs have a bad time in this movie. There's so many dead dogs in this film. Yeah, there's burning through dogs. Yeah, the town is running out of dogs. (laughs) Because the idea, and it's, again, a smart idea, is that becoming a werewolf, you don't really, like, kill people right away. It's it's like serial killer rules, which is like, so this, this character, Ginger, like, slowly becomes a sociopath. And she's the first thing that happens is like killing neighborhood dogs. Um, but it starts with these two teenagers, these, these edgelord goths who are taking like death photos of the themselves. Most, the most edgiest of edgelords. I, lo- I love, yeah. I love what a, what a pair of little edgelord dorks they were. They the really were huge dorks. Yeah. And they're doing it for like a photography class, which I enjoyed. Um, it's, it reminded me of Heather's in a very specific way, which is that adults in this are useless and oblivious and the idea is like it's this fun idea which is like teenagers are suspicious they just are right they're they're shifty little little twerps yeah and so the adults just assume they're up to something like smoking drugs you know not becoming werewolves so it's this idea of like the adults are oblivious because they're just like yeah i do want to i do want to single out mimi rogers as their mom she's killing it she's fucking great in this movie and the idea the character is so funny She's playing it as like a Doris Day, like 1950s, everything's cheerful. She mom, keeps bringing them housewife. cake. Yeah, she just brings them yeah. cake all the time. And then that idea of, of how, you know, perfect mom she is um, keeps getting built upon until the very end when she realizes that her kids have killed somebody. Like she finds a body they buried in the backyard. Yeah, she's, she like, she's like, she tells, we'll, we'll get home, I'll leave the gas on and we'll just blow up the house and move on. <laughs> We'll leave your father. Yeah, because we'll she's your like, father. yeah, because you realize that like she hides it from the father finds the fingers and she's like, oh dear, it's just one of their death things again, and it's clear that she knows those are absolutely fingers. Yeah, and then yeah, I actually so one of the things I thought this was gonna a way I thought this was gonna go, I thought she was gonna turn out to be the werewolf, like the original werewolf or something, because I they I I it's probably that good really what been they did. Teen wolf. 
but that was that's what it felt like right is that she but it was a fun idea is that she's constantly like your bodies are tra- changing here's some cake like oh my my little girl is becoming a woman like they're doing that and then at the end she's like i'll do anything for your kids if i need to burn this house down and leave yep. your father i will Blow the it's house like, oh. up. burn it all down yeah, it was yeah a good I, did, idea. I, I did sort of think the same thing for a time because she is so excited about them getting their first periods and they they, they established that they're both like i think ginger's 16 and bridget right. is 15 so it's like they're late they're late bloomers it felt like there was a like an alternate ending and i don't know if i i don't know if this is like a criticism but i thought it was going to be something like oh when they hit puberty they naturally become werewolves yeah that's like, i really thought that's, a, that what, that's what was going the movie was going for yeah right and the movie kind of ends on a bummer that i don't know if the movie should have because everything up until that point was a lot more fun as far as i'm concerned that i think the ending should have been a little more fun um but I don't again I'm not saying it's a criticism because I, yeah, people I, love this movie this movie is very is pretty well known they made uh, several sequels which I can't imagine are great but you know Yeah they do um, they do bring them both back in the sequels Oh wow Yeah um, so they sort of buy just, back this movie's ending I'll, I'll say that I see what you're saying um but I definitely I appreciated how dark this movie gets Yeah like it, but it, it's it's it, the end that ending chase where Ginger is now Very full good. werewolf through the house. That is a scary sequence. That was great. Yeah. I thought that was really great. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the subtle things it seems to be saying about young women d- during puberty versus young men. Um, there's yeah. this idea that it's sort of her responsibility uh, that she's dangerous, which I mean, obviously she is, she's a werewolf, but you know, like where like the, uh, she gets her period and then they go to this guidance counselor who's just killing it as well. And she gives them condoms, mm-hmm. you know, it's that feeling of like, this is your responsibility. Right. And um, all the and, dudes in the movie are just, you know, horny idiots and they just right. kind of, it's, you're right. There is, there, there's a clear statement being made there or that's just sort of like, well, the boys are just going to be boys. So you're, it's up to you. Right. And I'm not saying, uh, obviously, because I experienced it, I'm not saying that being um, a boy going through puberty is a walk in the park. No, no, but they, no. they definitely <laughs> the show worst, this. Yeah. It's the worst time of your entire life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really is. Um, it's awful. Yeah, I don't it's recommend horrible. it. It's horrible. I don't recommend yeah. it at all. Um, but uh, there's definitely this feeling of like this deep anxiety of the, the, the girls in this mm-hmm. versus the boys are just like, yeah, they're, like they're literally like just leering from the sidelines. Like, the, right. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's an oversimplification, but you know, it's, that's the point. Yeah. Um, and so it's that idea of these girls going through puberty. It's like horrifying. And even when she, she, it, they turn into an STD analogy too. She passes the werewolf on to one of the boys and it's a great idea. She has like this horrific rough sex with him. And then he shows up covered with blue bruises and he's just like, yeah, I had sex. I well, she, she kills him, right? Well, not, no, she doesn't kill him, but she fucks him up badly enough that he gets the werewolf gene. That's right. Right. But yeah. And then he's just like, oh Yeah. I had snoo snoo. It's the Futurama episode. Yeah. Um, and then when he turns into a werewolf, he's so much less subtle and more aggressive. And he's just a like, it's again, showing like this subtle difference to like, um, like how we regard puberty uh, for boys and girls. Like, mm-hmm. it's clearly a lot about that. Um, yeah. And uh, 
I think it, it has a lot of fun with that idea. And then, of course, the mom at the end, this idea of smile through it. And then at the end, it's it's still us against them. It's I will burn this house down. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. So it's it's very interesting in that way. Um, I also think it's very much Heather's in that one of the characters is clearly doing Winona Ryder and one of the characters is clearly doing Christian Slater. Yeah. Yep. Um, we we can go through the premise, I guess. It's yeah. So yeah, one I, of them, I, I, it's a movie I want to sit and think about um for a while too. So yeah. <laughs> hopefully, my thoughts will continue to percolate as we talk about it. Yeah, um, because it is um, it is an interesting like like everything you just said, Dave. It's I thought that was a really cool idea. Um, and I still kind of want to sit and think about ways in which the movie explored that that I maybe just didn't just haven't like. Yeah set into my brain yet so yeah right we'll go through it because yeah basically so there's this idea of uh, puberty changing things where it's that it's two sisters one Mm -hmm. of them's bitten by a werewolf and what that does is that separates them emotionally uh and they keep they she's also gets her period the same time so there's a lot of like don't worry you'll get yours too um and of course she's like i don't want any of this um so they're they're doing the clear analogy there um the the werewolf attacks them and just gets creamed by a car driven by soul patch christian slater yeah um (laughs) the dude uh who gets squished at the end of final destination three you're right Mm -hmm. that's great (laughs) he um they do a good job with him because he plays a drug dealer yeah and i i've actually had this from experience if you've ever met a successful drug dealer, not a, just a drug dealer, successful one who especially grows their own, they're basically a scientist business person. Yeah. Um, and kinda, so they're yeah. actually, yeah, they're rather smart people a lot of the time. Uh, and so they do that where he's like kind of a clever kid um, who's helps her with the werewolf stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he's there. He's still a creepo because oh, she's yeah. like 15. Yeah. I mean, it's they do a weird scene because they they don't. One of the ways they explore this idea uh, is Ginger starts getting more aggressive, specifically towards uh, guys and any guy who is paying attention to her sister. She's like, right, oh, yeah, it's so she's like, yeah, stop, you know, stop objectifying her. She's fifteen. So they do this weird scene where that this guy character, the drug dealer, like almost looks into the camera and says, I don't think about her that way. <laughs> right. Like, and honestly, like it would have been fine if they made him kind of sure, shit. It didn't, it didn't. Well, he is. Cause he's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a grown man who is a drug dealer hanging out with teenage girls, trying yeah, to help uh, them with yeah. their werewolf problem. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's a weird situation. It's called yeah. rock bottom. That's yeah. what's what, that's what we call rock. He's, bottom. he's clearly like 24. Like, yeah, he's definitely an adult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a shitty, shitty adult. So, yeah. They I also done, uh, and they do a scene where like Ginger comes on to him while she's almost full werewolf. And he kind of doesn't. It's it's very like, no, stop. Like, he doesn't yeah. really resist her that hard at first. Yeah, 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 So it's for like, sure. you can just leave him being kind of a creep. It's fine. There yeah, are creeps creep in creepo. this world. <laughs> yeah, and let him be a creepo. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. Um, I guess they didn't, want, so, they didn't want you to dislike him, so. Which is weird because they, spoilers, kill him. They do, And yeah. it's like, and it's like, we can, everything else, there's a level of subtlety or a level of like, not everything is morally black and white. They have the Heathers. Basically, they have the mean girls. Yeah. Um, and, and they kind of show vulnerability in one of them before she super dies. Um, and also, their whole conflict that they have with the mean girl, they start. 
Mm -hmm. Like they're out there on the field hockey uh, field playing. And then uh, Ginger just says to Bridget, it's like, okay, pick somebody. And then they pick the mean girl. And then Bridget does this really mean obituary. Like she, she just uh, ad libs an obituary for the mean girl. And it's really nasty. And it's like out of nowhere. They do. They're edgelords. They're edgelords. Uh, (laughs) And she hears it. So for the rest of the movie, she's like, I'm going to fuck you both up. And then she dies. <laughs> right. That's also the, um, there's an arc there, which is, and I liked this idea. It's almost like Columbine-esque. And considering when this was made, it might've been on purpose, which is that idea of their edge lords. They're filming themselves dying. They're talking about killing people. Yeah. And then when one of them actually starts doing it, the other one realizes like, oh, I don't want this. And that's the, the ending is she, uh, you know, we'll get into that, but, basically it's a loop around to one of them dies and the other one's looking at those pictures from the beginning and it all kind of comes full circle a little with that Mm -hmm. which was nice like this teen nihilism and then the realization of like of how one of them's like i don't really want this you know just how permanent that is yeah exactly and then there's also the the it's like Bridget is a year younger, but is in the same grade because she studied her ass off to get bumped up a grade. And it's she they have this pact with each other. So it, there's an element of she just exists entirely within Ginger's shadow. She just does whatever Ginger wants her to do. Yeah. And it's it, clear yeah. that the edgelord stuff was really coming from Ginger. Exactly. Yeah. And and yeah, she's just following along. Mm-hmm. It's a good I. it's a good like kind of. um observation on what it is to be a teen and then when reality sets in Mm because like i think there's this thing where like you know i think we all have been there as a teen you people teens tend to like edgy offensive humor right yeah and i think the reason when we get older what we realize is that because it's always this thing where it's like edgy humor oh the adults don't understand you know we're shocking the adults what it actually is is the longer you exist it's not even about age. It's ex- existence. The longer you exist, the more you meet someone who's had death in their life or, or yeah, sexual or violence. You, or you experience or, it yourself. Or you experience it yourself. And, it stops and so becoming this abstract. Exactly. And it becomes something. So it's like, it's not, it's not that as you get older, you start pearl cr- clutching. It's just that you don't find that shit funny because you've or actually you've, you've lived, lived in the you've, world. You've yeah. experienced what it's really like. And yeah, I because I was yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody because everybody went is an edgy like team. Yeah, yeah. I was and I was just as eye rollingly death obsessed as these as these kids. Right. Like I was and, I was real embarrassing in high school. Right, and they're doing this idea of these types of teens experiencing real violence, which I think was kind of inspired by Columbine at the time, which of course is very ahead of its time now. I did, um, I did read in just a little bit of reading that they actually had trouble securing funding because of Columbine. Interesting, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, you know, teen, you know, a movie like Heather's. You couldn't make that after Columbine, at least for no, a little while. You, you, yeah, nobody wants to see that. So. Right, but it is a, it is this is very similar to that in that it's like unflinching look at teen violence. They had to kind of decorate it with werewolf stuff. Um, But it is kind of around that idea. Like it's very much Columbine of these two kids where it's two edge Lords and, you know, one Mm -hmm. of them following the other and so on. Um, And yeah, they kind of make them out to be bullies Uh, when they, they act like they're the underdogs. You realize they are the bullies. Yeah. Uh, And that's a cool idea too. Yeah. I thought yeah. 
Yeah, and then there's the the I the on top of it of the adults just ignoring it all, you know. Yeah. So yeah, she starts changing. There's a lot of uh, again Heather's esque lines. I would say a lot of really fun lines in this. Um, yeah, girl on the red. He referred to a girl in her period as a yeah. girl on the red, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Or just I like the the delivery, the delivery of I can't have a hairy chest B that's fucked. <laughs> it's like there's a lot of really fun lines being delivered in really fun ways. Yeah, it's a it's. Uh... Man, I really liked this movie. <laughs> yeah, it was it's again very well made. Yeah. Um she's she's changing, she's getting she gets a little tail. <laughs> she uh, the tail was so funny. Yeah. That's like I like how the movie plays with werewolf rules too. Like yes. it's not it's not like you know, a, a werewolf can just get hit by a truck and get killed. Um if she doesn't change on the full moon, it's a gradual progression into like a full-on monster. Right. So that that I thought was a great idea, which is that it it changes your brain before your body. Mm-hmm. And that's a great way of explaining why werewolves are the way they are. It's like you become a sociopath first. Then yeah. you, you're fine. So, the, the, yeah, and there's a progression of like, she says, like, when she first attacks that the guy, she says, like, I thought I was horny, but I was hungry. Like, that idea. She doesn't even know the difference at first. Yeah. Um. And there's a great line later when she's like, "Are you? If I leave, are you going to eat her?" Because this girl accidentally dies in front of them. Um, and oh, she's no, what, like, "What she says? If uh, she says if I wasn't here, would you be eating yeah. her?" And she's just like, "Oh, that's like fucking her." And it's like, <laughs> "Oh, what an interesting comparison!" Because yeah. it is both. Ta- it is an intimate act to do to someone is is sex and eating them. <laughs> it's, in both cases, you're very close to their body. That's so true. like it's there's a yeah, lot of skin a, rubbing involved. Right. So it's this idea of like, oh, I didn't even think of it that way. So there's a lot of like smart ideas of what's going on in her head psychologically mm-hmm. about what's so at first the idea she like she has that hunger, but it's it's kind of repulsive in her head. Kind of the same way sex would be for a teenager, right? Yeah. Um and then of course, after time she has no problem eating people. Yeah, because she can't help herself. Slowly, I, you spend so. I think the girls are in every scene too. Just about at least yeah. one of them is. I think so. I think Bridget is in every scene. Um, but I like that how focused, how kind of small the the scale of this movie is. Yeah, because she's not killing people left and right. It's a couple of dogs, um, and then it progresses into killing a bunch of people in the film's yeah. third act. But like, and the horror is definitely like you can feel that slippery slope and yeah. this poor uh, the sister is like having to cover up and deal with it and it really helps land that emotion like the tragedy of it because because the scale is kind of small and and more personal um you just spend so much time with these two sisters that you kind of don't really entirely like at first but then as it's i think they do a really good job of establishing their relationship and making us give a shit um yeah and that's i think that was a really smart decision especially for the story that they wanted to tell oh absolutely um and again it ramps up things like the horror yeah um and it it takes advantage of their budget another thing is you don't really see the violence you see the aftermath more than you see the violence and that is an effective thing to do um and yeah. it helps your budget she kills the guidance counselor in a brutal way you never see it you just no. see the aftermath yeah you just and see his body the, yeah, and that's the idea is it becomes harder and harder for her to cover this up. The first girl doesn't get killed. Um, well, you know, 
uh, it feels like it's going that way. But the, 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 so the first like quote unquote mean girl goes to their house to confront them. Uh, and you realize this, like she reveals something about herself that you realize like this girl is also in a waking hell that is being a teenager. Right. Yeah. Um, she says something about like, uh, don't go with that guy. He only goes with virgins. Like, it's very clear that she was taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Um, and you feel for her. And then they, the sister shows up and starts victimizing her. And then the girl ch- trying to get away slips and hits her head. And so like, they again, do this slow progression where it's like, they didn't kill her, but it came close. You know, it was going to go that way. Yeah. And then they cover it up. Yeah. And um, until it escalates so, to just her eating people. Right. So just not being able to help herself. And she eats the guidance counselor who's uh, good. Uh, I liked I liked him from beginning to end as a character of like <laughs> when they do the photography project and he's just like, wow. Uh, right. It's, you get to wow. see him in real time, <laughs> like decide that he hated it and was offended by it. Yeah. <laughs> like he ends and he's like, OK, wow, that was certainly their project. Yeah, wow, and at yeah. first he's trying to be like, it was, yeah, I really it hated that. Me. Yeah, that was it, really it, offensive. Uh, <laughs> right, and he's like trying to judge it on its artistic merit of like, it was it was offensive. You're right, that was upset. You know what? See me after class. Yeah, it's like he talks himself <laughs> into it. Right, and I I felt that a lot because as a little edgelord kid, um, post Columbine, I got those I got those conversations because I liked horror. So like a lot of bloody art projects and stuff like that got me in the counselor's office where it's like they they didn't know at the time they didn't know what the difference was between like a kid who's just has like interest in horror and a kid who's going to kill them uh fair and uh yeah 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 i had these conversations um (laughs) but they uh yeah it was it was an interesting idea and then of course he does at the dance he's like i want you to, to see me and then she just yeah gobbles him up Sure does. Tears him up. And like writes shit on the walls, doesn't she, in his blood? I think it's just spray. Oh, it's just spray? Okay. Yeah, there's just blood all over the walls. And then the janitor comes, so she has to kill him. Right, um, and that's when it starts becoming like, this is uh, unsustainable. <laughs> the situation yeah. is not... This is it's, untenable. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can, we can it, no longer E.T. this shit. We can't just yeah, hide you in the basement. <laughs> yeah, the blood is overflowing. There are um, now multiple dead bodies. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think the you had mentioned that they film the violence in, in interesting ways, and it's usually only the aftermath. And it's, you know, clearly it's a budgetary issue, but also uh, you at wind up can make some pretty clever and creative and effective choices. And I think one of those is when the werewolf attacks the drug dealer and you see it on the other side of the door. So it's just the door bit getting slammed into the frame over and over again. And you can hear the werewolf uh, fucking roar in and you can hear the guy screaming. Yes. It was super intense, but you don't actually see anything except this door slamming over and over again. Right. They they really know how to like mm-hmm. uh, where to stick the knife. The the other part that guy that gave me a little bit of like laugh chills, where I really liked it and it was kind of funny but kind of creepy, is when she goes home and she's vomiting blood in the yes. toilet, and she says like "Where is he?" and the girl looks up at her and hiccups. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's great. Yeah. The idea that she came home and was throwing up the blood. I really liked that. That was, that was yeah. gnarly. Um, but the ending, uh, which is where the, the drug dealer gets got is very Jurassic park in a way too. Like it's, it takes place in there. They live, they have like a basement um, room, which is another thing. I, 
I had a friend with one of these where it's like if your house just has a little basement with a bathroom, you can stick your teenage down there. You're teenaged and yeah. they can do all the drugs and Sh- they can just sho- be there. Shove your teens in the basement. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Uh, and so um, they have one of those and then they kind of do like the raptor scene in a way where she's like sneaking around with her werewolf sister, just sort of lost control at that point. They, they find a cure, but they aren't able to like, they're trying to figure out how to use it on her. Yeah. They have to inject um, her with it. I did like, um, there's a moment when they're, they're taking, they're taking ginger to the house to inject her with this cure that they made from some kind of flower. Um, it right. was like a cousin of Wolfsbane or something. Anyway, <clears throat> not important. Yeah. They tested so, on the skeezy kid. She gave it to. Yeah. <laughs> That also was great as he's like a monster and she sticks him and then he falls down and then gets up and he's just like, I, uh, I gotta go. go." (laughs) He just walks away. away. (laughs) We don't see him again. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so honestly it was a little unclear whether it worked because he still had like werewolf fangs, but he just seemed kind of calmed down anyway. Yeah. Um, they're taking Ginger back to the house. Uh, and she's not fully werewolf yet, but at, during the course of the drive, we're shown in some rapid cuts that she is transforming into full-on beast mode. So they get to the house. She breaks out of the back of the truck and runs inside the house, and they go in after her, uh, uh, Bridget and, and the drug dealer. And there's a I, there's a clear moment when both the characters and me watching the movie realizes, oh, we're in the house with a werewolf now. Right. <laughs> Whoops. Like you see them have that realization, and I and I had the realization as well because for most of the movie, like, yeah, Ginger's killing people, but she's still kind of a rational person that you can talk to. Right. Again, they do this thing where she's constantly kind of on edge, where you're like, when is she going to turn on her sister? Yeah. Because it's going to happen. She's getting. She's and once she's a werewolf, it's just you can't. It's just a werewolf. Do anything. Yeah. yeah they also do that in a good way, which is that. It busts out of the van. They do this thing where when the werewolf is moving, it's very fast. So you never, again, you never, they don't do like a bad CGI werewolf. They just sort of like the camera is always like one step behind, um, which is a very smart way of doing that. Right. It's like you hear the wolf and then you see the door. Like a flash of it. Yeah. Yeah. It was very well done. And so, yeah. that. that, I should say they do it earlier when Ginger first gets attacked. She just kind of gets snatched off screen and you see this, right. the tiniest bit like of werewolf leg. And then the rest of it is just like this, this whip pan over to the forest. You can hear her screaming receding in the distance. Very effective. Yeah. And you don't see anything. Yeah, it's a very good idea. Um, and <clears> so <throat> then, of course, they're in this basement. She's looking. She, she's there. They're, she's dealing with the, the werewolf. And yeah, there's stuff the where she's like, goes into the stairs. Sitch. Yeah, and the werewolf can't fit, and it's trying to get her, and they're um, they're duking it out, and then she keeps trying to reason with her, and then eventually the sister jumps on her, and she stabs her, and it's it's rather sad. It's very um, sad because the it, it's it's um, the the werewolf is just on its side, just breathing, you know, like uh, raggedly, and she looks at the pictures of them all dead together, and then she like hugs the werewolf, and it stops bl- breathing. And then the movie ends and it's yeah. like, fuck right to credits. It was like, jeez, man. Right. And again, like I, I, I get what they're saying again with all this violent stuff, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of satire in this. There's a lot of silliness. Yeah. Um, and that's like, I think they do it well, which is like this tonal, 
like Twilight, this in between where it's like, you know, again, Heather's is a good example. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, you know, when Christian Slater explodes, you mm-hmm. kind of feel bad for him, but not that much not either because he's awful. Because <laughs> he yeah. was a terrible guy. <laughs> he was a terrible, terrible guy. And that, again, I keep thinking of that because it's the same idea of these edgelords um teen edge lords where it's like they're all talk and they're the they're the underdogs and you slowly realize this person is the bully they're mm-hmm. just as bad right um and that's sort of the journey we go on here so and then like the mom i just like they sort of abruptly end the mom's arc where like they leave her at the party so like to me it really felt like there was like something they were gonna do and they didn't you know what i mean yeah like there's scenes deleted or something that sort of finished that story up a little neater maybe right like i expected the mom to turn into a werewolf and fight the werewolf daughter or like you know that idea because they're doing this i they're doing this thing where like the mom represents an adult who knows what they're going through and mm-hmm. and relates to them and that's the reveal right of her saying like we'll burn the house down is yeah. that like she has their back she knows their struggles she's trying to keep a happy face so that just felt like the 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 most logical progression of that is that she's also a werewolf um and it's the idea of like what do we do about this problem the problem of teens violence apathy um uh uh, uh why can't i think of Werewolves. the word uh, werewolves um nihilism um what do you do about that and the solution is like this is the job of adults right is like they you can't be the guidance counselor you can't ignore you can't punish you need to reach out and actually talk to them Mm -hmm. and and get their back and don't and then and then don't put it all on like like we said they play with the metaphor of the responsibility is constantly falls on teenage girls um right in this situation and so that that really you really feel it where it's just like you know the the werewolf obviously is 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 a blown out metaphor you know it's pretty extreme version of it but it's still like the same idea where they're having to deal with all this violence and it's like they have to do it by themselves and it's just just because the adults will help them no one will help them it's like well you you got to handle this is is sort of what it's saying and i like that i like that and again it's not new uh heather has a lot of that which is like it's it's kind of a good idea when like like um it's one of my favorite ways of a horror movie to sort of get around this idea which is like barbarian for example uh without spoiling that there's a scene where someone goes to the cops and the cops are just useless the way cops are yeah uh and it's like oh yeah like that question why don't you just call the cops they just take that head on and they're like and fucking do what get get your dog shot you know like yeah <laughs> fuck the cop and so they kind of these movies do that a lot which is um like adults they just don't there's no respect there you know there's they don't listen um and it and it works really well in this in this uh case and like yeah there's a long line of these jennifer's body we briefly yeah. mentioned at the beginning yeah, came that- after this right it did, yeah, several years actually. But uh, right. same kind of topic, you know. Yeah, watching that movie, I now I'm like, oh, I okay. Like since seeing Jennifer's body, I've watched Heather's and this, and now I'm like, okay, I see where this came from, what the progression is, mm-hmm. what the genre is. There's um, a little bit of there's a little bit of it follows in there too, I think, because it follows is kind of about that same idea yes. in a way as well, where it's like, well, it's up to the girl to protect herself right 
Yeah, because again, in, in Follows, they just don't have adults there. Yeah, they're just which not was, there. <laughs> they're just not there. They're not involved. Yeah. Uh, unless it turns into, you know, the kid's mom and fucks him to death. Uh, <laughs> that, sure that, does. That happens. <laughs> that happens in that, but yeah. Um, and so, yeah, this is like, uh, again, before all that, I see why this movie is like kind of a cult classic. Um I'm still shocked that it was a well, no, I guess I'm not shocked because it is of its time. It's post Columbine for sure. Yeah. Um, but that general, the idea of werewolf equals puberty is one of those things where I'm like, why? Yeah. Well, I mean, Teen Wolf did that, but it's like, it did it in yeah, a funny way. Like, yeah. <laughs> and but I'm this, sure there've yeah. been other werewolf media that treats it that way, but I'm, yeah, they're probably, this, I think this was been, just yeah. very well done. Yeah. And not um, not su- not that it's a super complicated comment, but still, it's a no, I appreciated it. it. I thought it was yeah, interesting and clever. A lot a lot of this movie to me is execution. Mm-hmm. Um, perfect teen boy dipshit casting. Uh, <laughs> perfect angsty teen girl casting. Um, perfect line deliveries. Uh, good writing that goes along with those line deliveries. Lines that could have easily been like that's kind of my issue with Jennifer's body is I think that. It, there's a disconnect it's kind of like kevin smith dialogue where it's like you either know how to perform it or you don't um yeah, to, and, i still like to, jennifer's body quite a bit but yeah oh I yeah i do too but the dialogue is i i think sweaty and <laughs> um, a lot of spaces yeah that's i mean that's diablo cody yeah exactly and it's like this does that same thing with the dialogue which is like teens don't actually talk like this but it's done in a way that i think is just I don't know if it's the directing. I don't know if it's the performances. I don't know if it's the lines. It just feels more natural within the film, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and again, it's pulling from a long line of this shit. Christian Slater films. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that guy, that guy really did was, he really was angling on like a Christian Slater. Career. Right. And I think the girl was doing Winona Ryder. She mm-hmm. really was like that. Yeah. And so, like, it's very funny. Um, yeah, he, this, I don't, <laughs> I, I barely recognized this actor. And I was like, oh, that's a shame. He's not, he didn't become Christian Slater. He didn't. Uh, no. He didn't make Pump Up the Volume, the <laughs> he reboot. Sure, he sure didn't. He didn't make rewatch Broken Pump Arrow. Yeah. He should have, but he didn't. He could have. It was right there in front of him. Yeah. And th- this director, generally, the director-writer, um, th- they seem like a team. I don't think they've done much. They did a lot of TV. Um which I don't know. It's kind of surprised me. Yeah, and I don't think I I checked. I don't believe either of, either of them is involved in any of the sequels to this film, which makes sense. Yeah, which makes sense. This kind the of feels girl, like a complete story. <laughs> yeah, one of the actresses. She was in a few X Files episodes. I noticed that. I think they both I've, were. Oh, that's interesting. Um, um, and Ginger is in Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, and also she's on Hannibal. Okay. Yeah, because my the biggest tragedy of this film to me was when I like looked everybody up. I was like, I, I feel like they should have had a bigger career. Yeah. I, I like I think this is a very, very good movie and it's I would call it underrated, right? Like I would agree I would agree, yeah. I mean it's yeah. like I said, it's a film I'd heard about, but like from horror fans specifically. Yeah. So I feel and like it, this it, movie should have gotten a little bit more attention. <laughs> I wonder if it's the it's the fucking uh, Columbine of it all. It I don't might, know if it's it, the timing. It might be because it is really dark. This is a super yeah. dark movie. And then the next year we were all talking about something else. <laughs> we had true. moved on. <laughs> the Columbine issue was solved next year. Um, so like 
it uh you know like it might have been the like it's it got lost you know what i mean because mm-hmm. there was uh, it's definitely this is an area where like things in the news really changed the way films be were and like this type of film like kind of wasn't welcome for a while you it know was also like coming at the tail end of like an explosion in teen horror that had just most of yeah. which was pretty bad so i That's think true. it was also like kind of the the this late 90s renaissance that was sort of kicked off by scream was starting to die off at this point i yeah, seem, that's very I seem true. to remember again everything like i you know everything after 9 11 just got a little easier you know what i mean like a little kid gloves yeah um i'm trying to think of post 9 11 horror and uh there's not it's it's all ghosties and stuff Ghost you know shit. like yeah it's a lot of like your paranormal activities and your Oh, paranormal activity was even later, but it, it's like fear.com. Uh, uh, there's some real garbage. Yeah. <laughs> the, the ring, the ring was probably the most notable of the 2002 era. Uh, there was some zombie stuff 28 days later. Um, uh, oh, yeah. cabin fever, but like, yeah, generally speaking, I think people didn't want like American psycho is, I believe pre nine 11, you know? Um, yeah, it American is. psycho two was post nine 11. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think it was just like, let's go into more fantasy. Uh, they darkness, dark, remember darkness, No, nope. a lot of like scared of the dark ones. Darkness falls was another one. Stop Resident saying dark evil. Sorry. <laughs> Halloween resurrection. I'm just naming. Horror oh movies man. From there's some real crap there. The, the grudge. It was the J horror took over. That's right. Um, and which makes kind of, sense. Kind of went into uh, uh torture horror, like torture yep. porn in the mid aughts. Yeah. I really didn't like the trends in that era. And I think, yeah, you're like, you're saying this is at the end of another trend, mm-hmm. um, which is more of like sociopaths uh, and, and it's slasher. like teen, teen slashers. Yeah. Teen slasher. Try to throw monsters in there every now and then like this one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So and yeah, the, I think a lot of the this... other werewolf teen werewolf film cursed cursed. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I saw that movie. So did I. I, I it should have been good. I wrote a whole thing about it for Collider. It had like a weird struggled product production. Anyway. Yeah, it, 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 yeah you can tell. You can tell watching mm-hmm. it. Bubba yeah. Hotep. That was oh, 2002. Bubba Hotep is sweet. Yeah, that's a good one. It's mummy. Mummies. But yeah, uh, I, uh, the point being that it does make sense why this movie kind of fell through the cracks. Um but it's still a shame having now watched it like very good movie um that yeah, yeah i just never really it's one of those uh, yeah it was on the list you know it was on that like i got to get around to that yeah and thank you i'm glad i did to our lovely producer vincent vincent for vincent uh, the vampire making us finally get around to watching this absolutely yes this was uh through our patreon uh vincent uh, uh did this through that our Patreon is patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed. Um, there's a tier where you can do custom. We just watched episodes, which is what you're listening to. Uh, but there's also like just for $5 a month, you get access to some exclusive Patre- uh, Patreon podcasts, such as Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Muller's Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. Uh, for a little more, you can watch movies with us every Friday night. Uh, you sure can. Yeah, honestly, I don't know if we'd watch Ginger Snaps. We might watch Cursed. 
<laughs> Cursed would be fun. I think Ginger yeah. Snaps is a little too too much of we a wa- bummer. <laughs> yeah, we watch movies that are fun in a often a bad way. Yeah. Um, but it's it's we have fun. We have a whole Discord community on there. It's it's we great people. Uh hardly any werewolves. So check it out. So few werewolves. Yeah. Um we not also have, zero. Not zero. It's a non zero number of werewolves, but relatively yeah. few. Um, we yeah. also have a store. Head over to gameplayandemployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your, your like can't throw peepers onto that. Right. We're also on the Twitter, Gamefully Un, and I, I don't know, maybe on Substack at some point. Once oh, we right. figure out what, what Substack <laughs> is, maybe we we'll be on it. Dave we do. Just There's something on it. Messaged me yesterday. It was like, hey, we have a Substack now. Right. It was. It was. It's like I don't know. I guess. I guess we should get a Substack. Should we get a yeah, Substack? Yeah, we'll figure out. We'll figure out what to do with it. Yeah, we'll put uh, something on there at some point. I'm yeah, sure. it's like I don't know. Pictures of our cats. I don't. I don't. Yeah, oh yeah. Know. We can do that. Yeah. It's just <laughs> I, all I cat pictures. Got to Google what is Substack first, and then we'll go it's from there. Just like there. a blog. Sure. But like it's paid, and then they're going to be like Twitter. Can I don't know. It, it's uh, we'll f- we'll find out. We'll oh, find yeah, out. Twitter's blocking links. Me mm. saying we have a Substack might be an artifact at some point. I don't know. Yeah, or it could be uh, evidence. Yep. Yes. <laughs> this recording could be evidence at some point. Uh, in the every future. recording we do could be evidence. <laughs> Honestly, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, you know. That's just the risk we take yeah. with this bold and brave job we call podcasting. Yep. We're really we're, on, we're out there on the front lines. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Yeah. This is the bravest job. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've always felt we were the two bravest men. Yeah. 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 When I'm at a restaurant, I tell families to move if I want to sit there because I'm a podcaster. And they get you know? up and they move. And they move when they're, they hear what I am. Of my podcasting. Right, and then everybody claps. <laughs> <laughs> the whole restaurant claps. Are we done? Yes, we're done. <laughs>